Hi there, and thanks for being here. I'm Greg, a coach and the founder of DRB, a self-coaching app and community to find direction. In this podcast, I'm interviewing people who found direction and dared to be, that define who they wanted to become, confronted their fears, and took bold action to reach their own definition of success. I hope that you get inspired by their stories and that you learn about the realities, the joys, and the challenges of their journey. If you are interested to check out the Derby app and community, you can find it at www.derby.me. Derby yourself, my friends. In this episode, I am talking to Patrick Dandelot, one of my dearest friends. Patrick left a promising career in consulting to study architecture and then co-found an architecture studio in Paris called Asphalt. Today, Asphalt is being asked to pitch for large projects launched by the city of Paris. To get there, from a career in consulting has been a journey of many years, and it certainly has not all been easy. Talking about this gives me the shivers because I'm so impressed by what Patrick accomplished. He took real courage, persistence, resilience, and a good dose of realism to get there, as you will hear. So please join me to listen to Patrick Donlow and his great story. And note that the sound quality is not very good at the beginning of the discussion, but improves after a few minutes. Okay, so we're live for episode number one of um, the Derby podcast. And uh, that's with uh, lots of excitement that I am uh, welcoming and hosting Patrick, Patrick uh, Dandelot, who is a very dear friend of mine and who is an architect. He's the co-founder of Asphalt which is, well, I'll let him describe in more details what they actually do, but I would describe them as being an emerging architecture agency in Paris. They started as four co-founders and they're growing. I'm not sure how many they are now, but they're doing well, it seems, because uh, he's very busy. It's been difficult to find time with Patrick, despite um, being in the COVID times. We are dear friends for probably nearly 20 years now. And uh, we studied together at business school. And I guess that's part of the reason I wanted to invite Patrick to the podcast because he's made this very inspiring transition from doing business school to being a consultant and, and following some, I guess, preset tracks coming out of business school and, and then really booking away from them and doing something that he's very passionate about. And so I guess that's a lot of reasons why Patrick is the first on this podcast to be invited and so patrick welcome to the show thank you the first question i wanted to ask maybe first maybe you could describe what you're doing we started an architecture studio four years ago with the three friends of mine we studied together since four to five years now four years and a half and it's an ongoing process we have three to four people working for us now so we're more or less eight full-time and it's going well. The size of the project is uh, slowly changing. We, we started with family homes and that kind of scale. And now we're more uh, working on housing projects and dwellings. So it's kind of an exciting time. We're very happy about what we're doing at the moment. But it's, uh, we're growing very fast. So we have to, <laughs> to survive in the process, basically. <laughs> that's, that's the point too at the moment. <laughs> we have to survive in the process. Yeah. And how does that feel? to be growing so fast and, and at the same time having to survive in the process? It's more and more okay, to be honest. It's been a difficult year with the COVID and stuff as well, because I mean, during the first lockdown, we were all uh, apart. That was, that was a bit complicated in the creation process. It wasn't the, the best, but we're super busy, but super excited at the, at the same time. And uh, I guess we're getting used to being super busy. I don't know, something that is cooling down for all of us, actually. It's intense. 
but it's more and more okay. So it's it's actually yeah, it's not it's feeding you. It's feeding all of us. Yeah, and the people working for us as well. I hope. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting just hearing you say this. You know that it's feeding you now. You know, I mean, you said earlier it's been four or five years, right? And you started the agency, and so you know, I think it's interesting to hear that it's you know, although you are now experiencing some real success and you've had the sort of pains of growth, although they're they're easing, it's taken some time to get there. And it's not finished. I mean, usually people tend to say that it's taken 10 years to build an architecture studio. I guess it's true, actually, because it's still, I mean, yeah, we still have to, some difficult months, financially speaking. So it's, it's not like really stabilized yet, but it's getting better. And again, the size of the projects is increasing. We're more and more profitable. So that's uh, sort of a, of a relief. So yeah, it's not, it's not finished, but, but we're getting there. We're getting there. And it's a long process. Any, t- any way to create a, any kind of company, I guess, is a long process. Even if some companies are more profitable um, earlier on, I guess it's always a very long process to, to, be, to be sort of uh, stable. Yeah. yeah. I really have to. Otherwise, you're very unhappy. <laughs> it's uh, part of the game. Basically. Yeah, it's part of the game. And I guess you also said, you know, it's, it was a relief, right? That the, the size of the projects were growing. And, and I guess, you know, there is, it sounds like there's been that stress or worry until you get to a certain stage. And I'm sure you, there are all, all the worries coming, you know, along the way. But, <laughs> but at least, yeah. So now the context is quite clear for our listeners. Uh, I just want to ask you, you know, the, the podcast is called Dare Be. It's the name of sort of my life project now. And what it stands for is really daring to be what you want to become in a way. And I just would be interested to hear what does that mean for you? You know, daring to be, or maybe what it meant for you when you make the leap. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's complicated to answer this question because I actually always wanted to be an architect. Always, you know, it was my dream. So I started uh, studying something else after my, my baccalaureate. I was in a kind of a good school. So I, I just followed the path and I went to uh, prepa. It's the French system and that leads to the, to the business schools here in, in, in France. So I guess it was, it was the easy way, but, but I always had this, this question about architecture and in the back of my mind. And uh, I, I don't know if I if I said to myself at some point, okay, I have to dare to be what I really want to be. It was just more natural, I guess. At some point, I was sort of in a feeling I was in a dead end, working in consulting for three years, a bit uh, bored, actually, to be, <laughs> to be completely honest. And this question was still there. So I took a gap year from the consulting company to do the first year of architecture. And in the end of the year, it was, it was quite clear. Was going to quit and to go on studying architecture. It was okay. It, well, now I think it's it was easy, but it's not. That, uh, actually, it was a bit more complicated than that during the year when I had still the opportunity to go back to my work. I, I had difficult periods. It was kind of interesting because I, I still had a sort of a backup. So yeah, when it was a bit difficult at school, and, and I thought, what am I doing here? Really, I, I have a job waiting for me. It was kind of a stupid idea, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but. Uh, I don't know. In the, in the end of the year, it became quite clear I, I wanted to study. And when I quit, then it was very easy because I, I made the decision and everything sort of aligned itself. And I, I don't know. It was, it wasn't a fight afterwards. It was a fight to get there to quit. But, but afterwards, it was just a good decision. And it's, it's always the case with every decision. I, I think you, you can, there are no good or bad decisions. It's the way you make of it, actually. And it was actually quite easy to make it a good decision afterwards. 
it wasn't that hard. But yes, the process to get there was probably the tough part, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things I want to engage with what you said. Everything you said here is so important because that's the, the part, you know, I mean, I believe most of the listeners to the podcast will be at the stage where they're contemplating making something different or not necessarily, but at least engaging in maybe even the current career in a different way, right? So maybe to understand a little more in depth. So when you said you talk about the decision, it sounds like you took the decision after one year of studying architecture. Well, I took a fast decision. It was to take a year off from work to, to try something else because uh, I wasn't feeling really, uh, I wasn't feeling well. It was going well, actually. It was uh, sort of interesting and, and the people I was working with were super nice and I had, had a good time at work. It wasn't like hell at all. It was just, I wasn't feeling in my natural habitat, in my environment, in my, yeah, I don't know, very comfortable. I wasn't feeling really comfortable. I was seeing the, the time in the future when this would go wrong because not interesting enough. Actually, uh, not, not aligned enough with what I needed. It's not that it's not, it's not interesting. It's a judgment. It's not what I meant. But, um, still it was, um, something like that. I was seeing the moment in a few years time when it would have been like super difficult to go on. So I thought I had to do something. It was in 2000 and I started in 2009. So it was just after the crisis, the 2008 crisis. So uh, there, there was an opportunity in the consulting company to take a year off. They were offering that on a, quite a large scale. So I, I benefited from that. I was paid like a third of my salary during the first year. So it was kind of a, an honest deal. Considering you're working so much in the first year, I, it, was, it was really enough to cover my, my expenses. So that was the first decision. And afterwards, yeah, during the first year, it's a very difficult year in architecture. I don't know how it is in other countries, but in, in France, I guess some of the teachers in the first year try to discourage people that aren't really passionate about it because it's a difficult job. So it can be quite hard. I was actually very happy to start again with, at the age of 27. It was super interesting to study later. So it was, yeah, it was an intense year. And again, sometimes it was a bit difficult. I was wondering if I was really where I should be. So I had my doubts, of course, and stronger doubts again, because I had the opportunity to go back to my old job my former job. But in the end of the year, something, I don't know, uh, the, the projects I was working on, the, uh, the whole thing became clearer and I decided to, to go on. It was actually uh, quite good. It was a decision in, in two steps. And the first step just led very easily to the other. I mean, the second decision wasn't really a decision. It was just natural. It was sort of a big decision, but uh, that was a backup. So it was okay. But then afterwards, it was just like uh, natural. Yeah. Something. Yeah, actually. Mm. Yeah, and, and the way you talk about it, I mean, it sounds like there was a planning aspect in the sense that opportunistic because it was 2009, your consultancy needed to get costs, basically, but they, so they offered you that opportunity and, and you seized it and, and then you planned it. And can you just talk for our listeners about the process, you know, when you studied, so you were 27 years old and you took on, I mean, quite a few years ahead of you <laughs> to study again. Can you talk a bit about what was the process to become an architect? Yeah, it's taking, well, in France, it's taking five years. Then one more year, uh, your, what in England is called Pass 3, but it's much shorter in France. It's just one year working for a, for a studio. Then you pass an exam. So it's six years in all. So yeah, it was kind of long, but I, I don't know. I thought that being finished with uh, 32 years old was okay. Like most people in Germany, I guess. So. <laughs> After the PhD. <laughs> After the PhD, exactly. <laughs> 
No, that did really, I don't know, that didn't scare me. There were other issues, of course, not to earn money for so long. I had to work during my studies. So it was, yeah, it wasn't an easy decision. Of course, there were disadvantages, clearly. I changed my life. I used to be quite well, and so I had to stop a lot of things. I stopped skiing, for instance, which I really loved. Well, I had to add to make, make some, con- some, some concessions, but really it wasn't that difficult. I was really fed again by what I was learning. And once the decision was made, it was kind of easy. It was kind of easy. The, the, the first year and maybe the second year were a bit hard because the other students I was, uh, I was with at school, they were very young, between 18 and 20. But after two years, it was, it began to be okay. When they, when they turned 20, after two years uh, away from their homes and uh, they grew up, I don't know, something happened and it was uh, kind of easy to, uh, to be friends with them. And I, and I finally uh, created my studio with, uh, with three of them. So some of them, I have a 10 years difference with them. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going well and it's, yeah, it wasn't such a big deal in the end. <laughs> You're like the big brother in the... the big brother. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Less and less, huh? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting hearing you talk about the really big concessions you made, right? I mean, it's six years of your life where, yes, you're, you're focusing on, on studying and learning things that you're passionate about, but still it's difficult when, you know, I remember I was in my career and sort of climbing the ladder and you were sort of on a totally side track. And I felt like we're so great in saying no to what everybody else was saying yes to. It's funny because I had two kinds of uh, reactions uh, around me. There were people overexcited by what I was, what I, what I was doing. Uh, a lot of them, actually. Uh, a lot of them working in companies and uh, consulting in, um, in the business world. And, and they thought that what I was doing was uh, very brave and, uh, and I was so courageous. But it didn't feel that way, actually. Again, it was after the first step, it was kind of natural and everything just went on. Of course, I postponed a lot of things, my personal life, et cetera, et cetera. But it didn't feel so difficult. And the other kind of reaction was, what are you doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> so I had, uh, I had some, some of these reactions as well. But it's funny because those people, after a few years, came back to me and said, okay, you were so right. So I guess in, in the end, uh, I, I managed to convince them. Kind of interesting. But actually, it was to be honest, my family was great. I mean, their reaction was just neutral, and it's exactly what I needed because people overexcited with what I was doing. It was kind of happy actually because there was sort of a <laughs> was sort of a weight on my shoulders. I have to succeed or something, you know. It's but uh, yeah, my family were quite cool about it. They said, "Okay, as long as you manage, do whatever you want, it's fine." But there was no overexcitement and no judgment on the other side, so it was just kind of nice. It's kind of nice, actually, because it would have been probably a bit more difficult without the, not the approval, but at least the them being okay, I guess. Yeah, being open mm. to your choices. Really interesting what you said about people being really excited. And I think it was one of them. I hope it was more one of them than the others. I remember being one of them. And actually this putting a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, yeah. I guess there was no way to fail. But that was more in the beginning. I mean, again, it was more the first year. All these questions became lighter afterwards. Because afterwards, it was done. I mean, I could have quit afterwards, but I, I, I hate not finishing when I start. So, so I guess it was set. And then again, everything was kind of easy. Of course, I, I didn't start a family as I planned to uh, before 30. A lot of things uh, didn't happen uh, the way they should have happened or the way I imagined them to happen. 
It's not a regret. I don't regret anything, but it still feels strange when I think about uh, about me when I was 20, all the uh, dreams I had and all the, the points in my life I had imagined. In the end, nothing happened the way I had imagined. But it's, in the end, it's kind of a good thing, I think. <laughs> makes it more interesting and i don't know i still feel very young even if i'm not that young anymore but it allowed me to stay young i guess and start again as well and to be able to see things a bit differently it was actually it was a rich experience not only about professional life but in a more personal respect as well i guess and you talk about feeling young what makes you feel young what keeps you feeling young I'm very excited about what I'm doing every day. I wake up every morning quite excited about going to work. First of all, because we created something really nice. My three partners, they're great. And we have fun together. And I think we're, we're, um, we're building something at the moment with um, the first people working for us, which is really nice. It's a good working atmosphere and it's probably even more important than what you're actually doing. So yeah, everything young because excited about new projects because there's still lots of things to build and it's not going to end soon. Young, because probably when I'm 70, I'm still be, I'm going to be able to have new projects, new exciting projects to work on. I don't know. It's kind of a, of a nice feeling. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. And I, I wonder, you talked about learning earlier. Learning again at 27 felt really good. What role is learning playing for you now in your life and career? Is it still important or is it now, okay, I've learned to squat. I'm never done with learning what you have to learn, but no, how important is it? It's extremely important, actually. Things are changing very fast in the architect, in the way of building things at the moment. So we have to learn every day. And each project is an occasion to learn something new. So we're learning, of course, we're learning every day. We are uh, surrounded by people that are full of knowledge. And it's actually great to investigate each new project. It's something that won't stop. It's what makes it interesting. And again, it's probably why I, I still feel young, because I still have so much to learn. It's endless. It's endless. It's not like uh, I became a sort of an expert on anything. I know more than before, but it's far from being over the, the learning process. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think about the saying, you know, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. My well, architecture is <laughs> it's actually really true. Yeah. Cool. And when you think about where you are now and the journey, what's been most rewarding to you? Actually, um, it was quite rewarding to be able to make this decision because I, I had been talking about it for years before that. Actually, I had tried when I finished studying in, in my business school, I, I had tried to enter an architecture school then. And I didn't get in at the time. And so I started working and consulting, et cetera, et cetera. But it's something I was talking about to my close friends, I guess. Also, in order to force me to do it. Something like that. I have a few friends that I remember at the time before making the decision. I had told them, okay, if in three years I didn't try, you have to push me and, uh, and, and force me to do it. Something like that. And actually, my girlfriend at the time, she helped me a lot, actually. She uh, really pushed me to, to do it. Uh, she felt it was important for me and she was uh, very supportive with, uh, with the project. So it helped a lot. But not only her, actually, a lot of my, my friends as well. A lot of my friends who... I'm thinking of one friend in particular who changed her career as well. She studied with me in business school and then she became a psychologist. And then we talked about it quite a lot together. And it was uh, quite a big help at the, at the time when I think about it. Yeah. So um, good people, key people, in order to help you probably make the leap, I guess. Yeah. Who help you? Take the step. Also. Take the leap. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. So rewarding. And obviously the road hasn't been all straight and upward. What's the, you know, can you share a difficulty that you encountered? I mean, you've already 
alluded to some, but be something that's been really difficult and that you're happy it's behind you? It was actually quite, uh, again, I put my personal life on hold. I still haven't started a family yet, and it's something I, I really want to do in my life. I'd love to have kids uh, one day. Uh, so it postponed a lot of things. So that's the first thing, which was a bit difficult. But it's, it was difficult at the time. It became less difficult now, after a few years. And the other thing was to uh, <laughs> but to start studying again with uh, 27 when everybody's 18 is uh, one thing, but it was sort of okay. But to start working again, knowing nothing at 32, as an intern in, a, in an architecture studio, that was a bit tough. Uh, that was a bit tough. But so I chose, I remember I didn't want to, to work for somebody too young. For a cool uh, young studio, that wasn't my, my my goal. So my bosses, they were like over seventy, both of them, and my ex bosses, and it was very good like that. But still, of course, I was working with people who were probably I don't know six six years or seven years younger than I than I was, and he who knew so much. It was uh, <laughs> it was intriguing. But once once you accept the rules, it's it's fine. And I guess it was a sort of a shock in the beginning, and then you get used to it. So. It wasn't such a big deal in the end. You know what I, what I love about your, your story is the humility. You know, you had to position yourself into being very humble about not knowing, about starting something from scratch without knowing where you were going to end up. You know, being 32 and being the intern, that's not easy. No, it wasn't. The first days were easy, but very soon you just work and you learn a lot. Um, I have another friend of mine is doing the same, actually, but with a 45. So it's kind of it's even harder for him, I guess. <laughs> cool. And so tell us maybe what do you see next for you? What do I see next? It's a very good question. We have, again, we grew quite a lot this last year. And we have a big question about the size of the, the studio, about the, the size of the projects. We're participating at the moment in competitions that are a bit too big for us. I think it's a debate we, we have to have between us, my partners. But uh, yeah, there's a quite big question about the, it's, we don't really want to become a, a huge thing with like 30 people working for us. It's not, it's not our dream, but we have to find a way to, to stay small and have interesting projects. So it's kind of a challenge. So that's the big question at the moment, how to manage to, to have interesting projects without becoming an, an enormous thing and without working too much. So it's, it's kind of a, an interesting equation. We'll, we'll see. It's all happened very fast. And of course, we have to, we have to take some time to figure out how we're going to orientate things next. Otherwise, it's, it's just going to grow and grow and grow. And it's, well, we might have a crisis in the end in the real estate world as well. So it might stop. But uh, the prospects for us for next year, they're quite good. And I think we have to refuse some things. Otherwise, uh, we're going to lose uh, a bit while we started the thing in the beginning. Yep. And, and so just as closing question for you, what advice would you give to people who are inspired to get closer to something that matters to them? What helped you? I don't know if I have an advice, but I more have a, so something to say about it. It's interesting because it, it looks difficult from the beginning. And then actually when you made sort of the first step, the first decision, then it gets quite easy because if you're motivated by what you're doing, it's just easier. So again, when people were telling me or still telling me it's crazy what you did, you had a great job and you lost everything in a way and you started studying again. I, I always answered that it's, it was in the end the easy way. It wasn't the tough way, actually. 
Not at all. I'm still convinced about it. And if I had to do it again, I would definitely do it again. Even though some of the things weren't perfect, but uh, you know, it's always the case, right? I guess. But so you're saying it looks harder from the other side than it yeah. actually is. Once you're, in, once you're in, it's actually easier. And it's so much easier to do something you're motivated by. Yeah. To me, well, for me, it was very important to be able to do that. But I have to admit, sometimes <laughs> I envy people who have a standard job and manage to be uh, happy with it and just not over-ambitious about the finding an interest in their professional life. I think I couldn't have done that. So I, I kind of, yeah, it's not something I'm judging. It's something I, I envy sometimes, but it's, it wasn't made for me, I guess. Yeah. I think that what you're saying is super important is that it wasn't for you. But it may be for other people because they can express what matters to them elsewhere. Exactly. It's great as well, actually. Cool. Thank you for those words, actually. I think that's great. Any other comments, parting comments you'd like to make before we end this last episode? No, I guess if you feel um, there's something you're interested in and it is uh, within reach, I guess it's very important to try. Otherwise, you, you will never have the answer to the question, actually. If it, it was something that could make your life easier, something like that. Yeah. Make your life easier. Good. Patrick, thank you for joining me on this episode. <laughs> That's it for us for today. Hi there. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Derby Podcast. I hope it inspired you and that you got to learn what it actually is like when you decide to do what you really want to do. If you liked this episode, please share it and subscribe on your usual podcast player. And if you want some help to find direction, well, have a look at Derby, the self-coaching app and community, which you can find at www.derby.me. That's www.darebe.me. Till next we meet, turn to yourself. <laughs>